Good morning, Middle Church. Buenos dias. I'm so grateful to be among you this morning. And I bring you greetings from your sister church from up in Washington Heights. For Washington Collegiate Church, they are in the house. The, the deacons are here and visitors are here and we all came to worship God together with you this morning. And the Collegiate Churches of New York, you know we are Fort Washington, Middle, Marble, West End, Intersections International. We are working intentionally to be one church. And to that end, to senior ministers, we have committed to just go and visit each other's houses and preach uh, at our respective churches at least once a year. And so Jackie Lewis, you're, you're, you're amazing, outstanding, out of control, fabulous. <laughs> senior minister was with us on March 10th. And to not, to this morning, well, you know, I'm here with you. You get me today. And there's no question in my mind that Fort Washington and Middle Church, we already are acting as one church. We have shoulder to shoulder marched in the city of New York for various reasons. We have been to DC together. We have gone to the border together in Puerto Rico. And just this week I was in Puerto Rico with Deacon Extraordinaire, Edna Benitez. And with, with our own extraordinary people, uh, Dr. Karen Shears, uh, who's here today with her beautiful wife, Beverly Shears, who is my chair, because you know, we only have extraordinary people out for Washington, so I just... <laughs> and also all of the deacons who are here from Fort Washington, we're so grateful. Um, but, you know, we, we tag team in this trip, and Edna took the agriculture uh, project, and I went with Dr. Shears to, to go and get on to the business of planning our medical mission in Miraflores, Orocovis, Puerto Rico, where Casa Solidaria has been established in no small part, small part by the contributions of Middle for Washington and the Collegiate Churches of New York. And they're implementing this 360-degree human rights model. And that's all of our work together, us here and there, and working with partners on the ground. So we're so grateful for all that we are doing together as one church, Middle Church, and Fort Washington in this city and beyond. Let us pray together. Loving God, may the meditations of all of our hearts and the words of my mouth be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So having just come back from a trip, I just gotta tell you that when I travel, I am confronted by one of my many flaws. And one of that particular flaw is this, I do not know how to pack well. <laughs> now, this is an admission that I would never, ever, 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 ever say in front of my husband. <laughs> because usually, you know, I'm the one that says, 
You know, I'm an efficient packer. I get the smallest bag. I put all my stuff in there because I want to be able to go, right? I don't check anything because I don't want to pay the fees, truth be told. I'm very frugal. I, what, why am I paying to have my bag carried when you already overcharged me for my seat? What is, that is just oppression and an injustice. (laughs) So I try not to give the airlines more money than they should have. So I stuff everything in this little bag, even if I'm gone for a month, right? Same bag for a month or same bag for a week, right? So the problem is that I forget stuff. You know, like I pack too many blouses, but no toothbrush or toothpaste. And and then I'm like, oh, I didn't get to use them and all of it. So I I can never decide what's enough or not. And there's always an excess of items that I don't need and a lack of important items I really need. So I end up buying things that I forgot, and then now I bought too many things, so now I have to leave some stuff behind. You see what I'm saying? This is a mess. This is a hot mess. I'm a terrible packer. But my husband, he's on the other side of the spectrum. See how freely I'm speaking about him because he's not in the room. (laughs) Right? So his model, his, his manifesto is more is better. More is better. He packs what he needs and what he might need but not sure and usually ends up needing. And he's at peace with, you know, not using everything he packs where I, I, you know, I perseverate over the things I don't use. And because, you know, he is who he is, he is equally prepared for a time at at the beach in a picnic and a gala in a fundraiser. Equally prepared with sandals and shorts and swim, swim trunks and a tuxedo and all that is required. And also in the middle to fit in perhaps a salsa dance. <laughs> See where I'm getting at? So when it comes to life, often we carry with us more than we need to. And there are times that we are leaving behind those elements that we really and must have for the journey. I would argue that most people suffer from the Damaris Whitaker syndrome. (laughs) And packing, we got too much of the stuff you don't really need and too little of the things you really need. So the gospel lesson this morning, we heard this familiar story of the prodigal son. The wasteful, extravagant, reckless, irresponsible son. And even if you're not a church person, even if you're just getting, you know, you're dating middle church, you're just like, hmm, I've been there a couple times, you know, hmm, I hear the music's good. The pastor, she's fantastic, let me go in, you know. Even if you're there, I know that you have heard this story before. And this is the kind of story that I describe as complicated. Complic- it's just complicated. You know, one that needs some layers to be pulled up and just be reflected upon a little bit deeper. And for me, it lends a complicated story, gives me space to call it something different. So if I was going to name this story, I would call it Ask the Older Child That I Am. I would call it It's Just Not Fair. 
Nope. That decision my father took was a hot mess. That was, I it just, no. I'm not having that. I'm not even going to the party because I got things to do. Or I would call it, what do I have to do to get a party up in here? <laughs> I work hard. I'm responsible. I've stayed by your side. No party for me. And perhaps if the, part, if the father was telling the story, he would call it love without barriers. Revolutionary love. He would call it, as we call it, up in the heights at, for Washington Church, love on the move. We are a church with love on the move. But there's an element of importance that we're missing when we're telling this story. And that is the context in which the story was told. Jesus, you know, he was a certain kind of guy. You know, he hung around with the tax collectors and the sinners. And tax, collect tax collectors weren't just simply like middle class people working, trying to make it in the world. You know, they were not just regular government officials who contributed to society. They were seen as the traitors and colluding with the, the Roman Empire. They were taking money from the poor and exploiting their positions. And sinners, let's just stay with the sinners for a minute. Sinners were people outside of the proper acceptance or acceptable community because they just violated some rules. They just couldn't behave right. And they were referred to as the lost. And some said, or have said, that churches like Fort Washington Collegiate Church and Middle Church, you know, there's a bunch of sinners in there. <laughs> you know, there's a, a bunch of lost people in there. What are they doing over there anyway? All these flags. Today is Trans Visibility Day, by the way. So there's a trans flag flying in Fort Washington, right? So, so you know, people are saying, what's going on over there? I'm so confused. What I know about religion is not what these people are doing. And so some people just, you know, because this is how, what we do in America, they just put us in a box, you know, sinners, right? And I say to that, well, that's right, because if we are sinners, that means that Jesus is here eating at the table with us. Right? Because that's, this is what the passage tells us, that Jesus was just keeping company with those who were called sinners and tax collectors. So I'm saying I'd rather be a sinner and have Jesus walking with me. You know that hymn? You know, I want Jesus to walk with me. You know it. You know it. So, you know, I, I want, so, you know, we are, we're sort of, that was our call. Like, if I'm going to be a sinner, well, Jesus is walking with me. But some also say that there is a version of those sinners in our current situation here in the United States, and they're found right at the border. You know, those who dare to walk for months with only the clothes on their backs, trying to escape violence and poverty, how dare they? You know, they... They're walking and leaving what they know to be their home. 
so that perhaps what they have heard and they've been told is the best country in the world, the most powerful nation on earth, those who have a Statue of Liberty that says all are welcome here, maybe those people will give them asylum and they won't have to die and their daughters will not be raped and their children would not be killed. Maybe them will open their doors, but, but we are over here. We are told that they are sinners. And statements have been said that because of that, we, we're just going to close the borders. And we're going to close them, not for a particular time, we're just going to close it for a long time. You heard it. So those who thought that they were righteous complained about the company Jesus kept. And Jesus, in response, doesn't say, oh, well, let us reason together. You know, he just says, let me just tell you three stories. And one of them was the story of the prodigal son. And then he also adds two other stories about lostness, being lost and being found. Both celebrated with, at the end with a party where everyone is invited. And everyone who's willing to come and enjoy and rejoice are welcome. What a, what a tremendous thought. That instead of just marginalizing people to a category, we say, what if we were to implement this, this theology, this theory of maybe we're lost, but then we can get found, and then we can all have a party. We can all celebrate together. For me, this story brings up so many personal things. Whether you see yourself as the older brother by virtue of the position in your family like me, who worked hard and felt that the reckless young brother got a party for just being reckless. Or whether you see yourself as the father who was so in love with his son that forgave all of his indiscretions and I would argue that at that point, you know, there are things we do for love, but there are things that we do because they have different implications. You know, it was a land economy. And so you can't have a reckless son just giving away his property and losing it all. You got to say, like, come, community, party with us so that you do not finish this boy who does not know what he's doing. Right? So there is also, right, scholarship, scholars have argued that there was also the community in mind. So whether you are the oldest brother or the youngest brother who is in need of grace, mercy, compassion, perdón, forgiveness, the reality is, is that in our journey, we are all bringing all kinds of baggage. And sometimes, and maybe in the way, your bags are going to hold you back. Our bags are going to hold, hold us back. And perhaps our baggage is anger. Perhaps we can, we can say, okay, este bultito, this bag right here, this is my pain. Perhaps our baggage of sadness it's just slowing your roll. 
Perhaps there is disappointment in your bag, and perhaps there's not enough patience. But when I consider the bag that America continues to carry, the bag that continues to make possible that we treat the other so poorly, so badly, I have to come to a conclusion that the biggest and heaviest weight we're carrying in our bag is racism. And that is slowing us down. And it's bending our shoulders and it's breaking our backs and it's rendering us dangerous, reckless, selfish. This, this, this pain and this bag that we're carrying, it's hurting our souls. And how do we deal with the bag of racism, hate, xenophobia, resentment, and not enough forgiveness, tolerance, accept, acceptance? How do we handle our baggage in a way that just changes things? Middle Church, this morning, I, I want to just remind you, if you were not reminded earlier, you are one week away from your Revolutionary Love Conference. And I say to you, and to those who are listening to us this morning, pack light and take love. And I say that to you because it's, it, we may think that love is easy. It's this fuzzy feeling and this warm thing that makes you just walk on air. But love is difficult. And love takes commitment. And love takes, takes from us the ability to see past each other's wounds and baggage and stay together. Love is hard. Love takes us and makes us do crazy things, but also forces us to just stay there when just maddening things are happening. You don't understand what's going happening to you, but you stay because you love. And the love that we are being called to today, it's one that can bring us closer, but it's one that can propel us forward to take bold steps in this world. This nation needs a church that can help it unload its baggage and heal this land. This world needs a church that is no longer going to be silent when fundamentalists and conservatives and others are saying exclusion is what God has called me to do. This church is it's, it's poised and is being called to have the kind of love that includes even when it hurts and resists exclusion. This is the kind of love that we are being called to. This is the kind of baggage that we are saying we need to pack that and leave that behind. What are we bringing with us? I say let us pack love, kindness, tolerance. Let us pack courage so that we get our voice back. You know that you know what I'm talking about. You out there, you're saying that you're a member of middle and you go to church, and people are like, You go to church, God. <laughs> and somebody from Puerto Rico says, Ay Dios mío, por qué? 
Now I have to be next to this person that's a Christian because we, somebody took our rep and we let them have it. And it's time that we pack courage to take back that voice. Let's pack commitment to be communities of hope. Let us pack prophetic imagination so that we can work toward a just world. And for all of that, church, you got to pack light and take love. You and me, Ustedes y yo, you and me, we are the sinners. We are the tax collectors. We are the wandering, the wasteful, the irresponsible, the selfish, the careless son. And perhaps we are even the resentful, old, and very bitter brother. But can we let ourselves be received can we let ourselves be invited? Can we let ourselves say, voy para la fiesta, I am going to the party. Wouldn't that be amazing if we start taking out those things we don't need and put in everything that we need so that we can begin to travel light and give out love? Can you imagine? Amen. Amen.